All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me, 100. in LCS, one of the wilder playoff weekends in LCS history, perhaps? Yeah. I don't know. Results-wise, it wasn't super insane. I know. Uh, but it definitely was a lot of games, a lot of crazy games, and a bunch of close calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's been a while since we as Thieves fans have had like a rough weekend. Yeah, I was, I was thinking the same thing. A sad feeling you, is kind of strange to have yeah even when we like lose something we usually are winning something else right (laughs) so to lose two things in one weekend was kind of interesting now also interesting we are not done yet in either valorant or lcs uh it's just lower bracket activated for us so that's right we've got a lot to talk about because i think this weekend upended a lot of expectations that everybody had both of us and of other other people as well yeah um so yeah it 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 was weird i called um, it real wrong i'll just make sure to not so gloss over that yeah didn't i call 3-0 i thought you called maybe you did wait i think i called the 3-0 and you uh, called the 3-1 oh okay wow yeah i was less wrong than you for a change hmm. well uh <laughs> i'm sorry for being wrong everybody <laughs> but in my defense it was a weird weekend Mm -hmm. um housekeeping before we move into everything uh thank you as always to elgato for providing us beautiful lighting equipment and capture equipment to make this stream possible and a shout out to rip it as well for providing the best tasting energy drink in the world i've got g-force on me tonight you know i keep that thing on me i got water in my mug nice the soft version. I saw rip it, rip it light water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, simply rip it fueled, fueled by rip it light water. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I don't even know, like, I think, I think maybe we should start by talking about our expectations. Cause clearly you and I saw something different. Yeah. And this is where I'm perhaps the most frustrated because Let's let's recap what has happened. Uh, C9 came across. Uh, what, well, what was the order here? Now I need to like look up the order that these men. Um, so C9 first played CLG and it was a weird week. I've, I thought CLG has always been a little bit back and forth. So they had like a bad week against cloud nine they actually should have won that series yep three two and ended up losing cloud nine caught clg on a bad week then cloud nine came up against evil geniuses in round two and caught him on a bad week eg did not look the same it was the first time we had seen eg look look you know mortal against any other team than us yeah uh and they certainly looked way off way different okay and uh, then, of course, Hunter Thieves played C9, and C9 catches Hunter Thieves on a bad weekend. 
What is going on? I want to make something clear, guys. When I made my prediction about 3 0 them, <laughs> I felt like C9 has just gotten lucky a couple times in a row. Wow. Basically. They should have been in lower, right? I didn't think the luck would continue. And it did. Because guess what? We did not look like ourselves. This is more than just C9 outplaying people. And, and to give respect to them, they certainly look significantly better yeah. than they did. Yeah. But, but they also happen to just be on this insane, crazy luck streak of opponents just being like pants down. <laughs> what is going on? I mean, if, if it happens that many times in a row, cool. At some point, it stops being luck, and it's that they are... No, 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 no. That's traditional <clears throat> wisdom. What's really going on is, dang, they got freaking lucky. <laughs> every, every team that's played them has not looked like themselves, okay? Now, I know everybody's like, well, when it happened three or four times, and maybe it's C9 that's making them not look like themselves. It's like... <laughs> Did you watch that EG series? Yeah. You're gonna tell me that that was that was anything other than C9 like not getting or uh, Evil Geniuses not getting off the bus that day? I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but we're on the bad end. Yeah, I mean, or are we? No. Plot the plot. Losers bracket run. Oh. More plot stuff. <laughs> Who knows? All right, you say what's on your mind. Sorry. Yeah, I, I think. Um... You talk about us not looking like ourselves. I mean, for me, we just made a lot of very questionable decisions. I actually think there's something that we can look at to say why this is happening. I can save it for later on once we get to more general topics, if you'd like. Um, but yeah, that's probably good. One. There were some things that I saw us doing. And I was like, this just doesn't seem like us. This just doesn't seem like us. Um, I mean, you know, you could probably look at anything. We do draft, the way we show up in lane, you know, our team fighting. Uh, basically, there are, there are notes that I don't think we hit quite right throughout all of those. Um, but it, it's hard for me to say, look, they got lucky, certainly on a few of these plays. And these games were close. Let's not forget. These games were very close um, on average. Well, game three was not, but the rest of them were really could have gone either way. Um, this was a good series, uh, and Fudge hated it. He hated to play in it. He hated to watch it. He hates being in NA. He hates League of Legends. He wishes this series never happened because it was trash, but it was actually pretty good. So um, I thought it was, you know, it's an interesting one. I really hope that we get to play them again because I think it would be a, a, another, the sequel, also not trash, is what they titled that one. Um, but we'll have to see. We got to earn it first. I think, yeah, Fudge just wants to, like, stop playing and complain about people like Dom or something. He's trying to fast forward to his, uh, his content career, you know? Toxic co-streaming career. Oh, my gosh. Give him the, print the toxic co-streaming money. <laughs> he's, he's trying to get a head start on that. He's trying to double dip. Well, imagine Fudge being so far in our heads that we're talking about him at the opening of our podcast. Oh. But it's true. All right, I think it's worth looking at the games then because you you said you brought up the point it was a very good series and I agree. Yeah. Um it was exciting. Close except for game 3 like you mentioned. 
And, oh man, things break differently just one or two times. Yep. This could have been a 3-0, 100 Thieves. Uh, it was just Honestly. a really wild, wild day. Um, closer Poppy. So game one, Closer locks in the Poppy. You and I have been supporters of the Poppy pick because Poppy has just been, like, I don't know, first of all, OP jungler. But second, like Closer has made it look pretty good. And it's not fully his style. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because there's not like always the damage there. Yeah. You know, but uh, he has he has been very effective on the totality of the season for us. Now, I think we lost a Poppy game against Team Liquid, maybe if I'm remembering right. But we played Poppy game one. And I don't know. You, do you remember those those times when we used to talk about the uh, FBI Felio Soul. Yeah, I do. I remember those. When it used to not really land. Like, he lands them a lot more now, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. It used to not really land. And that's where we're at with Closer's Poppy. Um, not to jump ahead, but like, Blabber got a couple Poppy ults that like mm-hmm. won fights. Yep. Closer, I think, landed <laughs> one Poppy ult in game one. It was a lot of swing and miss. And boy, do I hate to see somebody who's such like an effective fighter yeah. and like carry jungler player sitting there on Poppy whiffing ults. Yeah. So Jordan, I ask you, should we play this? <laughs> Poppy jungler. Should we play it? Uh, that's a really good question, Cole. Um, man, if you, if you get that ult just right, you can't lose the fight. You cannot lose that fight. If they if suddenly their their back line is on the opposite side of the map, you win that fight and you get the objective. It is yours for the taking. So it feels like when Poppy is meta, you really ought to be trying it out. You know, when she's when she's good enough, when her when she's tuned right, um, just because it it's like you stand to gain so much. So here's what I'd say. Yeah. Heaven forbid we would have ever said we shouldn't play Aphelios, right? Because he's missing those ults. He's missing those ults. It's like, I almost wonder, you know, it might just be that I, I can't imagine Closer has a, you know who he has a, a ton of games on? Lee Sin. You can tell. It shows, <laughs> right? Like, he plays that at, obviously, kind of a world-class upper-tier level. I just don't think he has as many reps on Poppy. And I think the only way to get there is to keep playing it. So, you know, how long is it going to be meta? I think the argument could be made. We just need to move on and not, not prioritize it. Um, and then if we really want to do it, he can put in some more reps in the off season. But it's just, it's clear that this is not his champ. And it's one that he doesn't have like the, the ult sense for. I think that's really what it comes down to for a lot of these, especially the shorter range ults. And the ones where it's very telegraphed, like he would do a lot of wind yeah. up, and then they'd kind of be like, "All right, well, we're gonna." And then he would still throw it. There's a difference between like th- wind up, like <laughs> I have it, and then like I'm kind of saving it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So to answer your question, I mean, I'd say no. I'd say no. We shouldn't be. And men should we play it? No. Maybe, maybe for the future. But I'm right on the fence because, like, again. Other than the ults, yeah, the ganks look been great. Very good on it, I think. Yeah. yeah, the ganks have been great. He makes good use of the dash, the steadfast presence, everything. Mm-hmm. 
But it just seems like we need to be winning these fights. And maybe it's a later in the bracket kind of thing where it's like, oh, yeah, okay, now we're against the teams that can fight like we can. Yeah. Um, but it's, I'm trending away from, from Poppy for closer. Uh, I mean, look. And you don't, you don't want to be in a position where people are fine with you playing it, right? Right, right. That's the ultimate tell. I mean, although apparently some teams are fine with him playing Lee Sin. So that goes to show you. Um, it seems you idiots. <laughs> you gave us Lisa, <laughs> and it almost cost you. Wait, it did. It did cost it you did worlds. Cost you. Oh no, the seven million dollar <laughs> draft error. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Eesh. Oh, that was a huge one. That one burns. Yeah, that's uh that's rough. Uh. <laughs> okay uh what was i saying um chance that poppy becomes like one of those all-time you know always meta picks seems unlikely to me i say no let's move on yeah <laughs> all right fair enough um i also want to say that here's this is going to harken back to my thing about just bad luck yeah all right and good or good luck for c9 if you're a cloud nine fan someday picked that day to have his first off day, basically of 2022. Yeah. De- definitely of, of summer 2022. Yeah. And he was not, like game one, it was really out of sync. It was bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we're okay saying that because his he is batting now, including that game, he is batting 999 <laughs> for 100 Thieves. So I think we can, we can forgive it on the whole. But it was bad timing. It was really bad timing to have your, your mistake week. Um, he was not fully there. He was away from fights way too often. Um, he, he set up flanks, but like they took too long and, and their utility, like, you know, it's like, okay, cool. You're setting up a flank, you're setting up a flank, all the fight's starting and you're still setting up a flank and fight's starting and then you're still setting up a flank and everybody's dead and now you're there. (laughs) Which is crazy because like there's a time or two where it still almost panned out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the flanks were taking too long. He got flat out caught out on bottom side at like the worst possible time in this game. One, um, he got baited in mm-hmm. on top lane. He got picked right before the elder fight yeah. in the backdoor situation. Like, you know what he had he was bad. in that fight? Teleport. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. he was dead. And you can't teleport if your yeah, champion you is dead. Teleport. What if you could teleport your corpse? <laughs> Yo, that that's is a, their utility. Everybody, what if you could? I'm getting all these ideas. A champion <laughs> whose passive is their their body actually is still a physical object once they die, Ooh. and so you can still block skill shots. <laughs> you can block still body block skill. Man, you can get I the Zary W off it. Riot, call me. <laughs> call me, Night Drake. It's happening. Okay. Anyway, like I was saying, it was just it was just a bad week for him, man. It like look. Again, he's been so good for us, so consistent. That's so awesome. Thank you, Someday. I'm so sad that it worked out that it was this weekend. I hope that um, we have more than like four or five games of Aatrox planned for this upcoming week. And I think, I think we should. Yeah. I, think, I think we will. I think we should. Um, poor guy. Bad for us. You know, you can't really be mad, but you want to be mad. But ugh, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, you sure can't. When, when somebody gives that much, they're allowed to have every once in a while be less than perfect. I mean, I think, yeah. I think like 
He didn't play any Orn, if I'm not mistaken. Did he have a, an Orn game? I can't remember. What was this? He played one non. He played a Gwen game. Oh yeah, I thought Gwen looked pretty and good. And everything yeah. else was Aatrox. Yeah, yeah. Like, his Gwen was amazing. Yeah, his Gwen was super strong. Aatrox great in a lot of situations. Not great in not, or not as great in like surviving ganks. You know, and they I think they they exploited that. They got him with some pretty uh, some pretty well crafted. Uh, situations up there that he couldn't quite fight his way out of so yeah you know they punished it it was it was a good play from them yeah um i do also want to mention abadaga in this game because um we will talk about it later but i so all i'll do here all i'll do here is that abadaga finished with like 80 90 cs higher than jensen and abadaga did thirty-two thousand damage and jensen did eight Okay, but just, Cole, just putting that out there, just put it out there for later. We can debate about the backdoor thing. Let's do it now. <laughs> what was going on with the backdoor thing? I mean, it was just a really good play. Uh, it was, look, it was so lucky. It was so lucky, man. It's look, it's because it they smart? killed someday. Yes, it's like they killed someday. Yes. They knew we didn't have any TPs. It was smart. Yes, that was a good call. Yes. It got approximately 4,000x the value it should have gotten. Yeah. That should have been like, you know, take mid-inhib, <laughs> and that's it. I am so angry about that. Yeah. I'm so angry that Jensen was the <laughs> beneficiary of that. Because now it's like, oh, Jensen was amazing game one. Yeah, so good. He won the game, Cole. He was so bad that he had to be away from the fight to help. <laughs> All right. Come on, man. Look, I don't want to be I don't want to be a gratuitous Jensen hater cuz I'm not really. I think the dude's good. But it just was so frustrating. In this yeah. Abadaga Jensen rivalry thing, I really want my boy to come out on top. I am uh I feel like this is one of the things where I'm truly just flat out biased about it and that is the way it is. Yeah. I feel like we do a good job of being reasonable about most things here, but man, the Abadaga Jensen thing, I just want Abadaga to smash all the time. You're allowed a few of those. You can have a few of those. Yeah. It's, it's fair. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I didn't go back and rewatch that. Just didn't, didn't feel like I needed to, but I do wonder. <laughs> it felt like we chased them a little bit. I know, look, I, I understand you can stop dude, backs and all it, this stuff, but it seemed like we were chasing kills when he was <sighs> destroying our Nexus. Dude, the it, Fudge, Fudge hit Azonias mm-hmm. and closer had yumi attached right and he can't he came back to help finish off that kill even though he didn't need to like fbi would have been fine to finish it off so we could have but he takes like three steps back and like helps and then comes back if he doesn't do that we save it yeah now we probably still would have a very low nexus and no mid lane you know so it it would probably likely be a loss still but at least we can like kukuracha it for a while Mm -hmm. you know and stay alive yep um so that was that was a tilter. That was a tilter. And and that was kind of a thing that happened in this game was over chasing when we shouldn't and then not chasing when we should maybe. Mm. You know? Happened a couple times in the, in the middle of the game. I think there was like after a baron maybe it was like thought we could come out of there with like three kills and everybody just walks away basically. Yeah. There there are a lot I, of I these just fights. I just was sad about it. Throughout the entire series. I I feel like if I had to summarize this this entire series in one way, it's everybody's getting like there's sometimes some games where you have these fights it's like oh man you know 
six ults get used. You know, you got somebody's on a Zonia's, GA gets lost, and nobody dies. And you're like, how? <laughs> yeah. How? Did nobody, no, not even no one, left. and then it shows like damage done in the fight. And it's like, he, he dropped 10,000 damage. He didn't kill anybody. And this, this game, it was like, pe- the fight would last 40 seconds, right? These incredibly drawn out, scrappy fights. Six people dead in the first 10 seconds. And you're like, <laughs> how, are you, how are you guys still doing this? It was wild. <laughs> yeah. and, and so many of these fights really did come down to like, it was almost like they just decided. Like, all right, this, this one we're going to decide. You guys, we'll, we'll drop off a few. We're going to have a duel in the river to see. You pick your two, we'll pick our two, and they're going to go for it. So there, that just happened time and time again. And um, there were a lot of them where it felt like we just barely lost. We just barely lost some of those fights. Because they were so damaging to both sides, none of these games ended super quickly, um, except for game three. Like, even this one. There's a full-on fight happening elsewhere. And, you know, uh, Jensen just and, opted out of it. And then okay. he got it. It was a good call. It was a good call. If Jensen stays, we, we probably win the fight. Jensen was meaningless in that game, basically, until the very end. We probably win that fight. We probably ace them and win. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's probably what happened. Uh, you can't get much more value out of a single decision than that. So kudos to them for making the call. They made the call. They were better. Cool. Dang it, but cool. Yeah, yep. Uh, game two. I was so excited by this response. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. check it out. We just lost heartbreak, right? Um, Jensen was virtually meaningless. FBI locks in Callista. So it's like, do you remember when that happened last time? He was on one. Let's go. <laughs> Someday on the Gwen, Abadaga on the Talia. And making it look really juicy. By yeah. I like, I, I just love this response so much. I actually was shocked. It took us as long as it did to put this game away. Cause I just felt like we were so strong that nothing else mattered. And, and this game was actually a lot closer than it maybe should have been. I haven't figured it out. I haven't gone back. I've I like watched like the highlight back after I watched the game itself. And I'm still just a little bit in the dark mm-hmm. about what happened here. It was basically an even game for like 30 minutes. Yeah. The early game pick for FBI and who he didn't really work out. Um, felt like they still had control over the lane. Um, I think who he played. So, okay. I was in the, di- I was in our discord during this game live and I was saying I don't like the who he pick for it or the uh, Amumu pick for who he mm-hmm. not a fan and then like you know of course he gets like three different three or four man ults yeah. engages yeah so many including back breaking stuff that like won the game for us basically so cool I still don't really like it <laughs> and and part of it is it felt like do you remember when Core JJ played Amumu against yeah. us yep it was like the inverse Core JJ Amumu game. It was the Bizarro World antimatter <laughs> Core JJ Amumu game. Yeah. He Core JJ hit every bandages he ever threw out in lane. Yep. It was he was sniping them. He was hitting trick shots. It was crazy. He landed everything, and the lane sucked really bad. And then who he 
was like the opposite. It was like nothing in lane. Yeah. Nothing made sense. Nothing worked. Again, that, that was a lane that we probably should have been winning and didn't really. And then late game, Core JJ actually kind of doo-dooed the bed a bit. Yeah. And and ended up doing nothing. Whereas Huey was the exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> and absolutely went off on the Amumu. And after every ult, uh, there were people tagging me in the Discord, be like, still hate the Amumu pick. And I was like, yes. Yeah. I do. Still hate yeah. it. You can't fool me. <laughs> I'm not fooled by like the four man ults. I was wrong. But I'm still coming away with this not feeling like I want to see this played again. Because it's the lane state, right? Like, don't you draft this for the lane? So if you don't win the lane, isn't it kind of like, mm, I mean, look, that team fight utility is very high. I think the reason for me that I, I, I'm un... I don't know. I, I'll say I'm still undecided on it. Look, he played that uh, mid to late game as well as you possibly can. He hit a four man ult that nobody could even follow up on because it was just it was like yeah. it was just a shade too early. But yeah. like he was hitting him basically whenever he wanted to. Um, it was it was really nerve wracking though because it's just not it's not who he's regular style, which is I feel like who he is the um like chain engage boom boom boom, mm-hmm. boom you know like he's either going yeah he's going and... he's going to get a pick or he's going to just do these crazy things throughout the the course of a team fight this one is like hey the team fight has started everyone on their team is asleep and let's see what happens and if it did feel and my work is done yeah my work is done <laughs> and now i am going to be blown up so here we go um so i don't know it just felt like we were losing this is this is always how it goes with these players who are very, very, very good at something. And, it, and like, not just one thing, but, you know, they have their things that they are far and away, you know, um, best in league or like all pro level at, right? And then when you see them on another champ and it looks like they're doing well, it, you can't help but feel like, but it's just not quite what I expect Huhi to do. And therefore, I don't know. Like, I always, I always get nervous when we lose Huhi at the start of a fight, which is basically what happened in a lot of these fights. Because it's like, yeah. well, how are we now going to continue to like glue this team fight together? It's now a 4v5. Yeah, he does a lot of that. He does a ton he of that. A- so yeah, that, for me, that's, that was the thing. It's like, ah, he's, he's doing this. He's, he's playing it as intended. And I'm just not sure that I'm loving it. What about the, um, you had a note in there about how close we were to getting first blood on Berserker. Oh, yeah, that was a, I mean, that's one of those where, look, we win this game. If we don't win this game, we go back and re- watch that again. And, and, you know, we are absolutely convinced that had we got that last 10 HP off Berserker, we win this game. So not only yeah, does it's he, like, does the lane go different with that? Like, do yeah, we, yeah. do we win? I think it did go, Sven did get the kill. So like gold wise, but you know, he didn't die. Um, they got the kill. Like we, we invested a ton of time and energy down there. So, but it's just so close. It was 10 HP. It was 10 HP. Um, and I thought we played it pretty well, but it was, it's like, like every other fight in this entire series is messy and there's just a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, maybe that changes the face of the lane, but like, I don't know. It's berserkers freaking good. He's so good. I think, I think we can all be like, okay, this is yeah. Berserker is the number one AD. As advertised, uh, he's he's very good. As, yeah. He is he is definitely <clears throat> extremely good. 
man, if we would have gotten that, maybe this this looks like a bigger role and, and not we don't stall the game out for 30 minutes. Yeah. I don't know. Hard to say. Um, but you know, I was I was saying like I was surprised at how long it took us because the strength of our other places on the map, I mean, some days Gwen was was strong quick. It was like yeah. very apparent early that someday was going to be probably our primary carry, even though maybe it didn't end up that way. But it sh- it was like he was in position to carry his Gwen within like 10 minutes or something. It was like, okay, cool. He was so strong. He was like nearly getting a kill in a 1v3, like a bailout. Someone pointed out the aptly named bailout. Yeah. Uh, saved a 1v3 kill by someday. Yeah. Like... <laughs> And and he did monstrous damage in the team fights. Uh, I I thought I want to see more of this. I wish like it doesn't feel like we play a whole lot of Gwen anymore, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe first half of the split, we we did a good amount, and I think there was like a micro nerf to Gwen, <laughs> and it's one of those things where it's like a, it's a point zero five nerf. Yeah. To and the pros like oh unplayable. <laughs> you know Broken champ. Broken champ. Because it looked pretty good. It looked pretty good. None of these fights were lost because he didn't have that extra, you know, 16.7 HP. You know, it's like, right. I think that's just fine. But it was awesome because, in addition to that, Abadaga, best Talia game that he's played. Mm -hmm. Um, he yep. literally he went off so hard and did did got like virtually no credit for doing this. In fact, the best moment for me of this was in that that fight around Dragon Pit, where he, where Abadaga like wins the game for us in this fight. He landed the sickest four man seismic shove. Yes, doing crazy damage along the way. Yep, and I forget who was casting. Was it like was it Freak it was at freak. that point? Yeah, yeah. And Freak's like. Someday, and I was like, <laughs> "Did you not see? He just landed the best seismic shove of the whole LCS season." Yeah. It was like someday, which you know, cool. I like Kind Boy going off. You know, yes, damage for someday. Abadaga, like, it was incredible. Yeah, and and they didn't even like call it out. And uh, dang, he just went off. Yeah. So maybe, maybe. Got my optimism glasses on right now. <laughs> Maybe teams don't really notice how good of a, hey. how good of a Talia game that was. There you go. Maybe we can log it in again. Maybe we can <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was really good. I think the the walls are continuing to improve too. Like remember the first time you played Talia this split? It, the walls were like eight seconds too early. <laughs> like it would be it would, it would just delay the team fight. Like everyone would just have to stand around. Like the wall would go out, it would be like, I guess we're gonna. Okay. You guys good or how's it going over there? And then it comes down, they're like, all right, back to what we're doing. Let's go. Uh, now it's like there's. Like Bjergsen's, uh, Bjergsen's Talia ults this weekend? I didn't see them. I didn't watch that. Oh Is my it? God. They weren't good. Yeah. It was, yeah. Most of them were pretty bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's, he's much improved. That game ended when he hit that. It was a, a seismic shove. He, he laid the, the, uh, the rock carpet first, too. So there's just soaking up damage they're getting tossed around who i think there's a wall there too like that choke point should be named it's like Sabrosa and valorant you know like how he's got his spot yeah like that is now the the abadaga choke point for talia man if anybody else hits that it will be the abadaga <laughs> yeah 
Dude, oh man, I love that play. That one's going to be in the top 20 plays of the LCS season. It will be. In that one. Better believe it's it. It's crazy. Anyway, that basically won the fight. Or uh, won the game. Excuse me. It did win the fight too, but yeah. wins the game. At that point, uh, we, we start going up and then we don't look back. Um, so good for us. I mean, I, I thought it was a great response game. I thought, I thought like, their draft, uh, we'll talk about the Jensen pick later, but other than that, like, the draft was like, okay, these are like, these guys are, are playing stuff that they can beat us on. Yeah. For sure. And then uh, Abadaga and someday refused to let that happen. So, it's like uh, Octane, I refuse to lose this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, so, that was game two. And I was like, cool. We punched right back. We barely, like, miraculously lost the game in game one. This is basically a 2-0 right now. We're going to have all the confidence in the world. Boom. 5K down at 17 minutes. <laughs> game three. Love it. Love that start. What the heck happened in this? Ugh. I literally don't know. <clears throat> yeah, this game, this is the one that wasn't close. This was this was a legitimately good game by Jensen. It wasn't uh, it wasn't insane, but it was very good game by Jensen. Not a lot of uh, fighting and killing happening in this one, <laughs> at least compared to the other ones. Um, yeah, but doesn't it kind of feel like the Lucianami just kind of fell flat? It does, man. And I, I feel like every time we pick it, every time we lock it in, we're like, okay, lower priority on this this uh, lane duo, but let's, they're they're still playing it well, and like we can't say that anymore. We have to stop. Yeah, right. Saying That's, that. Okay, now. thank you. That's exactly <laughs> right because we were the team keeping that alive because our Lucianami yeah. going back to to Worlds last year has looked the best, and when all the other teams started losing on it, we still were winning on it, and it still looked good, but. Probably most OP combo in the game right now, Lulu Zeri. Yeah. Like, we were playing Lulu Zeri. The Lucianami didn't look quite as good. Yep. And that was kind of it, right? Yeah. Uh, it feels a little bit like hurts. a changing of the guard. Like, oh, it, it feels this. like this is, this is not our thing anymore. Okay? This, this is the we aggressive duo. It. Yeah. We, we had the Lucianami. We got to let it go. Yeah. I mean, look. The good times are over with that. <laughs> I saw someone in chat earlier who is smarter than I at reading patch notes mention that, that Zeri's going to get hit with a nerf before Worlds. Um, yeah. So honestly, maybe. Can we bump that up to this weekend? Yeah, it's possible. Somebody tweet at Riot. Um, maybe. We've got a few friends on the inside. Hmm, maybe Lucianami comes back. And if it does, like, look, this is another one. Lucian, always going to be. He's never going to be like, uh, who's, who's the ADC who just never gets played? I don't know. They're, they're, you get my point. Like Lucian will always be on the periphery of, of uh, viable, I feel like. Um, mm. So it doesn't hurt to have this one right now. Like for finals weekend, I, I, I don't really want to see it again. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of over. Yeah, that's fine. And maybe we sub it with Kaisa. Why not? Right? Yeah. Why not? FBI Kaisa, bring it back. Let's have another it's, dominant ADC po- like pseudo pocket pick for FBI. Yeah. Let's do it. I Let's like it. I like his Kaisa. I hope that it's back soon. No idea how terrible it is in the meta though, so don't Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. You had a you had a note about someday, right? 
Uh, yeah. He he got th- this is another one where he started off 0-2-0. Um, and it was largely because they just they kind of just camped him. Maybe they like they were getting payback for Summit last year, which shout out casters for the first time they came out and said it. <laughs> for the first time they got the history right, the facts right, and actually were bold enough to say it. Shout out Mark Z. He was like, Yeah, underneath these basically forced Summit out of LCS. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which, he's doing fine in FBX. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. We'll force him out. Exposed that weakness, made it happen, and we finally got credit for it. Wow. Boy, howdy. Do Alfari next. <laughs> we, we need to keep it going. I was thinking about that. I feel like uh, we beat EG pretty late in the split. Mm-hmm. They've had a rough time since then. I would, I would love to see just like, what's the team's record? EG yeah. angle? What's, what's the team's record before and after losing to us? You know? Oh, I like where your head's at right now, dude. Yeah, boy. When was that game anyway? What, what week was that? Was that week seven? I can't remember. It all blends together for it us. It does. It truly does. Hold on. That was. I'll tell you right now. It was week six, actually. No, week. There's no way it was week five. It was week five, so never mind. Wow. Probably not going to hold up. No. But. I still like it. Let's still say, <laughs> let's still say it. Um, but yeah, so all of this, here's the thing. This is one of those games where like the fights were still almost always super close. And it's like, if you just, if you, if you don't have enough, like three or four times in a row, mm-hmm. then everything just spirals out of control. And we were just on the precipice in, in the first, you know, series of fights. So this game, it kind of just got out of hand with that, and it probably, like, just a couple things go differently. This game is different. But on the, on the heels of, like, what I thought was, like, a nice bounce back from us, we actually kind of got blasted. And I think I knew at that moment that the series was over. Mm. And I'm sorry to say that. Yeah. But it just, it just had that darkness to it, right? <laughs> It's like the the unjust things of the world happen right when we're feeling at our best. Yep. And uh, C9 took over, recognized the opportunity. Game four was uh, closer than, ga- than game three, obviously. Looked even for a few brief moments promising for us. Yeah. Because um, we clawed <laughs> back into it, which perhaps we don't say enough about the resiliency of the team. Yeah. Um, we used to focus a lot on this because when we were not so good, yeah. it was more apparent. It was like, oh man, but look, they're still like trying to punch back, you know, and now it just, you're focusing on all oh, we're losing. But at the same time, like these guys are not giving up um, consistently just mid to late game, pulling rabbits out of hats in fights. And, you know, the, the bad part is if you fall too far behind, you need one, one too many of those. It's not going to happen for you. Um, we actually got up, what was it, like 2K gold at like later in this game? Yeah, 25 minutes in. Yeah. Found a little nice uh, 2K yeah. gold lead and then just, uh, for lack of a better word, frittered it away, right? 
Um, it was, it was, I'm not sure what the, what the Abadaga and Seraphine thought was, but it was not what I, I don't want to see it again. Should we play it? Yeah. Abadaga and Seraphine? Let's play it. Oh, wait. I mean, let's play the game. Should we play this? Should we play this? Yeah. <laughs> Cole? No. That's a no. We just not, That's a no from we Cole. Just not play this. Honestly, like, we were still kind of, like, competitive until he died in the middle of that river. Like, just got popped. I didn't even really see what happened. Yeah, I caught by Yumi. He was dead. He had no flash. Caught by Yumi ult. And then they focused him down. That was it. He was it. just doing some seraphine front lining, you know. <laughs> in the river. He was threatening the, uh, the five-man charm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Oops! This this one this one was a, a yeah it was just a little bit of a roller coaster and it just that was an automatic loss um, once that team fight happened. Uh, take me through your your like game process here. Yeah. So you've you've mapped out some things here. Take me on a beautiful journey of discovery. Ah uh, yes. We learn how to fix our mistakes. So <clears throat> I will call out actually. You you uh, I know that you felt like closer was having a, himself a fine game. And he hit the same Wukong. This is like the uh, the insect of Wukong. It's uh, the, oh, I'm walking away. I'm walking away from you. Don't worry about me. And then you like either W back in or flash W back in. But suddenly you're in the middle of their team who's chasing you because you look wounded. And uh, and you get a, a double knockup. The, you know, the, um, so... I, it was it was good to see closer return the favor to blabber who hit a really nasty one of those i think in game one um yeah so I oh like, yeah he turned i like that, that was actually the game probably because yeah. like i think without that play by blabber oh. in game one we probably rolled yeah yeah that was big for them that was a huge swing so we got that back it didn't end up having as much uh of an impact on the game but that's okay um no in fact in fact closer had a doo-doo game Really, I mean, he he died six times, man. That is very unclosed, like especially on Wukong, man. Every time he locks in Wukong, I'm like, let's go. Yep, fighting. Well, yeah, the Wukong Seraphine is really nice. I mean, if you can start knocking people up, that's a it's hard to miss that ult. But well, maybe we should leave the Seraphine to who he then. <laughs> but it's hard to argue Honestly, with yeah. what we got pick wise because we have Zeri Lulu, right? The the super OP bot lane, mm-hmm. and it wasn't bad but we didn't get what we need, right? Like, I think the Yumi, like Sven had like an insane game. on, um, And unfortunately that ended up being more important because we got more of the, more of the picks leading to yeah. a fight over an objective than we got of 5v5, right? Yeah, Yumi. Anyway. <sighs> Let's see if they disable that champion before Worlds. Just... They're going to try to like patch it out. Just be like, boop, disabled, some bug. The, the skin's broken. We don't know what happened. We'll fix it next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's um, just not that. But yeah, like the, the thing I want to highlight is um, we did have a really good play about 25 minutes in. We stopped them from getting the soul. Very important to do. And this is, this is, for me, it's indicative of what is actually, I think, the bigger concern from this series. We just made some bad decisions. So we stopped the soul, went straight to Baron. Baron almost killed us, like almost wiped yes, our team. It it, we almost got, we were almost prey to the Baron ace. And then Cloud9 comes in and they clean up five. So we have no Baron buff. You know, it's like, hey, 
great. We got momentum. We stopped them from getting soul. We bought ourselves more time, and then we hand them five kills. And it's it's hard from there. Although we we still play for a while. I know. I I remember when it happened. Like I'd already kind of given up on the series, but I was like, well, at least they don't get barren. <laughs> but like we had copium. It was our yeah. It was our we had priority, and we spent it all getting wiped. You know, it's just like ah man. So the, plays yeah. like that. I have a I have a theory that I'll run by you on why that is once we get to our general topics. Oh okay. All right. Well. I mean, look, summing up the series, like, it was a frustrating one, but it was one that I think showed us a lot about ourselves, and we've got a week to retool, and then we're, we have to play two series, so I think we'll be sharp. Like, I, I don't know. I think, I think there's something about that edge, you know, that feels more urgent for the guys, and I think it'll ultimately be good, but. It, this was like, you know, it, we played bad, like relative to what we expect from ourselves. We, we played poorly. C9 has been playing, you know, way above what their previous standard has been. I don't know if you want to call it like playing up to their potential or not. But, uh, as we, you know, you and I were pointing to, Hey, bot lane is actually like the meta now. Yeah. Uh, which was then validated by all the other analysts and podcasts for the rest of the week. So I was glad we got one thing right since we're dumb about the game. <laughs> but with Botling Meta, Berserker is emerging as this is the dude. Yep. This is the dude. It's like it's like FBI seems to maybe have lost a little bit of juice and Berserker drank it. <laughs> it's like it's like uh Austin Powers where he loses his mojo. Right? Yeah. And then Dr. Evil drinks it. They got That's it. That's what's happening. They got our juice. That's what's happening. But I wanted to visit something. So you know how we've we've had our uh, exciting uh, content mini series this year. Uh, 100 Talk reacts to JLXP. Yes. One <laughs> <laughs> of the, the things that was said by Jat uh. was that he, he said, quote, Jensen definitely bested Abadaga. And I was thinking about that. I was like, okay. In the way you say that, like he definitely bested Abadog, it sounds like he smashed Abadog. I think like in a literal sense, it's like, okay, yeah, he got the best of the matchup, right? But it's like, when you break this down, this made me mad. So I was alluding to it earlier. Game one, 32,000 damage from Abadaga. 8,000 from Jensen, but Jensen, I mean, C9, release the comms. I want to know if Jensen even made that decision. <laughs> All right. To, go, to go, go down mid lane and win the game with his 8,000 total damage, Oriana. Abadaga did like more than that in one fight. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't call, I know he won the game, but I'm not going to be like, yeah, Jensen was better than Abadaga that game because he just wasn't. All right. Can we just agree on that? We he can. just wasn't. Yes, we can. Then game two, <clears throat> what happens? Jensen drafts the cheat laner, Anivia, right? He's like, okay, I'm going to just ult the, yeah. ult the wave constantly <laughs> so I don't lose lane. And you know what? Very irrelevant during that game. He, there was one really nice wall that he set up. 
And other than that, it was like, did Jensen even matter in that game? Yeah, I don't, I don't recall. So I think that the answer is He just hid no. behind the wave clear yeah. and didn't do anything. So look, I'm telling you, like, value, game one, Abadag is way higher mm-hmm. other than the one decision that maybe Fudge told him to do or Blabber <laughs> told him to do. Who cares? Sven, probably, of all people. Then <laughs> game two, drafts, drafts that have permalane and still loses, right? Now, after that, right, game three, LeBlanc was, was pretty dang effective. We were scared of it. He was strong on it. He let his team kill wise. Uh, Abadaga didn't really get anything on the Ari, which I think is very unusual because his Ari's been very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, lane was tight. I don't know. It's like, yeah, we'll give, we'll give a slight edge to Jensen for that Actually, game. I mean, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, I, I do remember one nice pick onto Jensen in the top jungle. Um, like in a bush, he hit an Everfrost yeah. into a charm. Like, yeah. Yep. So he had something. Yeah, but I think, I think it's fair to say Jensen's slight edge on, oh, on, for on sure. the game. For sure, absolutely. Right? No question. And then game four, certainly. Abadaga was on Seraphine and, and had a doo-doo game. Okay, 05 and 11, while Jensen on the Azir, which, here's me saying it again, I, I don't care what changes they're making to Azir or whatever, like, he has been so good mm-hmm. of a pick. Yeah. That, like, if you, if you pick him, you're basically going to win. Um, but, you know, 8, 2, and 11 on the Azir, great game, had, like, a perfect three-man, four-man, like, ult. Yeah. Um, that kind of like ended the game. I don't know. He was, he was very good. Okay. So I see it as like, they kind of went even across the two, uh, across the four games. The thing Jensen says, the thing that Jensen has, excuse me, is that mid lane push and it won the game and Mm -hmm. he obviously won the series. But can we just relax on the Jensen love for a little bit? Yeah, we, Again, I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater. I think he's really good. I mean, I think it's but I think the way you've you've summarized it is helpful, right? So it's like Okay. I'm so biased, man. I just want my boy up dog. But it's kind of it a four game series. Blood. It was kind of like look, two of these games, if you look at the the actual like lane phase. I'm gonna I'm gonna break this down. There's like the lane phase and then rest of game. We call it like team fights. Like backdoor is not a phase, right? You you don't give somebody a grade <laughs> just for that. You get extra Release credit. Release the comms. You get extra Release credit for the it. Um, but yeah, it's basically, it feels like it's two games to two games and Jensen wins the series. So you extra credit for that. But it does, it feels like a stretch to me to say, Jensen, very clearly a better mid laner this series. It's like, well, they kind of split games so far as like yeah. general impact and then with a cheeky back door being the the difference maker really between the two two. Mm, every time they say cheeky something, I'm gonna throw up. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. Let's talk more Abadaga though. Did you see the post game interview with him and Latigris? Uh I didn't I you know how I feel about those. I didn't watch it super closely. Yeah, okay. So I usually don't either. Someone brought it up and, and told me to watch it, so I definitely um it was a good look from him, I thought. Uh, it's tough to be interviewed after you lose, especially the way we lost and especially when we lost, right? Yep. Um, I pulled out a couple quotes from him. He said, uh, 
I'm frustrated by how I played the last two games. I kind of gave everything in the first two games and had nothing left. Hmm. Interesting, right? Very candid. Um, not the kind of thing that I would expect, like not having anything left after two games. Yeah. It's a little worrying to say that. Um, then he later said, uh, when asked about the C9 matchup potential uh, for the rematch, he said, I'm still confident. I think we figured out how they want us to play. And I think we have some adap- adaptations. I think we figure out how they want to play, right? Yeah. yeah. Did I, did I read You said how they want I think us. We figured, sorry. I think we figured out how they want to play. Yeah, yeah. And I think we have some adaptations. My bad. So you have him humble. Good. Because Abadog has a problem with that <laughs> when he wins for sure. <laughs> uh, you have him taking ownership. You have him being candid in a way that's still, it's, you know, like I said, that was kind of a concerning thing. Um, but you have been projecting confidence right back, right? And bringing up adaptations. I thought he handled that interview just about as good as you possibly could have. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, like a losing interview. Again, owning what happened, even though it, it, I, don't, I don't feel like Abadaga had a bad series, right? I thought his seraphine game was bad. Mm-hmm. But I, like, you know, three other games. Good stuff. Yeah. Right? But, uh, you know, he sees it in that way. He takes ownership and projects confidence. Well handled by him. That gives me, that actually materially helped my view of what's coming next for us. Right? Yep. Because like, it would be different if he made that comment, like I kind of gave everything in the first two games and I had nothing left. It'd be different if he just let that hang. Right. Um. He may have to clarify what he means by that, but still it's like they think they learned something about C9, right? I hope we did. I hope we also learned something about ourselves and that the adaptations that he's referencing, we save them for when it matters and that's the loser's run that we make. We know the loser's bracket buff is real and we have just officially tapped into it. Yep. So with that being said, looking forward, to some of you know what's left to, to to happen here we got revenge tour 2022 coming up we have to play eg which by the way holy crap team liquid how do you lose yeah that was bad man yeah. and and like, like you mentioned the seven million dollar <laughs> draft mistake against us uh it was it was a weird day for team liquid i thought they had that i thought they were gonna bounce eg um I think EG needs some humbling. So I would have preferred to see them bounced. Yeah. But on the other hand, now we have to run through them who three owed us in, uh, in this, in the spring. So we get a chance to avenge that. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, EG has looked way more out of sorts compared to their standard than we have to our standard. And we've looked out of sorts. So, yep. or we did this past weekend for sure. Uh, so, okay. Like, it's kind of like, all right. And then once we beat them, cause we will beat them. Uh, then we play C9 to avenge what happened here, which is our, our first like meaningful loss to C9 in a while, by the way. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of like, if you're looking at the personality of the team, 
with the like you know chip on the shoulder kind of thing and like we need some extra motivation need some bullet board material we're kind of in a good spot right yes no? you not feel uh, as confident i'm not did you not watch danny play <laughs> oh no I, are you talking about eg against eg yeah i feel yeah. confident against eg yes <laughs> oh yeah yeah that uh you you and i exchanged texts around the time they were playing i honestly yeah, that's right i am concerned um look I, I i say this from time to time just to drive the point home i don't watch super closely every team's games um i try to keep up but that's a lot of games to watch i you know playoff series i tend to watch a little bit more closely i don't know if danny always looks very deflated but he he looked like he was not in this series not and i'm not talking about the way he played i'm talking about like his player cam like I, I almost wonder. I, I was a bit worried that something was not right, like that he wasn't well. Um, and so, people who watch more EG can let me know that that's just always how Danny is. I know he's always kind of been in a more quiet. Like he's not JoJo. He's always been more understated. He just and he and then he certainly didn't play like the Danny who single handedly, you know, that was not looking like Baron Steel Pentakill Danny, you know. So. I you know, I, 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 of course, I don't hope for any of that. I hope that he's good. Um, but by the way, chat saying he was crying after the win. Oh my gosh, I'm. I didn't. I didn't notice. I'm that. sure. Yeah, like, look, he just. It just looks like the guy's going through something, and that's we never ever know what these players are going through. And sometimes you hear about it after the fact, like years later. Like I had a lot of stuff going on in my life at that time, and maybe it's just the immense pressure of all of the expectation that's on them um but they didn't look anything like the height of it and and you you i'll continue to give you credit for this quote you talk all the time about like look you want to peak at the right time they peaked at the exact right time in the spring uh it appears that they are not peaking at the right time this split i think they peaked you know at the end of like they peaked in the regular season it, it appears because this postseason they have lost more games by far than they did the entire split. So, I mean, yes. And credit to Jojo, because I think Jojo's the only one who's really like, no guys, we got to win this. And like, jo you know, Jojo has gotten way too much credit way too soon. They're already talking about how he's, he's going to be a top five all time mid laner. If he plays one more split as I think what they said on the dive which is absolutely insane to say about someone in their first year. I don't care how good they are. Yeah. You don't say that right. in their first year. Right. Um, but he's done a lot to earn, I think, like, kind of like the, the, the most difficult kind of respect, that intangible respect of, like, the dog, right? Like, he's yeah. got that dog in him. Like, that, that is what he's showing right now. So kudos to him. He has, he has demonstrated and proven a lot of that. We'll see how they do in the title run and in, at Worlds. But if he's able to perform at the level he has, which is like not, and I'm not going to say he's taken over every game because he's not, mm -hmm. but picking his spots and taking over when it matters yeah. and when their backs are against the wall. And, you know, that's meaningful and good, good for him. Yeah. So it did look like he was that. willing them to even yeah. stay in some of those games. Like he was doing I, a lot. Yeah. I thought impact played really well, actually. Um, but it wasn't Danny. It wasn't Danny. Yeah. Danny is like a shattered shell of himself. I don't know what happened. I hope he's okay. Yeah. 
I don't wish evil on anybody like that, but something's off there. And that, that could be a weakness for us. So here's a question though. Our bot lane is not performing up to what we expect from it either. So do we focus bot lane or do we ignore bot lane for this weekend? Yeah, man, it's an interesting question. I mean, this weekend, look, going, I'm going to take one quick step back to bridge into this topic, which is, you know, Abba's saying that he gave, he didn't have, gave everything in the first two games, had nothing left. That's kind of, it doesn't super surprise me to hear that because this is not a roster where we look for one person to do it all every game, right? Right, yeah. So if, if he says, look, you, you rewind the tape even just like a month and you say you're going to get in a best of five, you're going to get two outstanding games from Abadaga, a more quiet game and like a bad game. I mean, I wouldn't at all like if you just say two great games from Abadaga, I'm thinking we win that series because we have enough other players, closer, FBI, someday who he can win us game. Like they can sh- they we yeah. share that load really well. So I don't expect for mm-hmm. one player to need to give it all in three consecutive games for us to have a chance at winning a best of five. Um, so that doesn't super concern me. And like he, he basically single-handedly ended that game on the Talia and his Azir was great. So like, I'm not worried about that necessarily. Um, which kind of brings me to this question too. Like, do we focus bot lane? Or do we ignore bot lane? Um, Bot lane meta, right? Bot lane meta. Look, I do think this is the bot lane meta. This is Berserkers. We have, this is the top three bot lanes in NA that are still alive, by the way. Yeah. And this is Berserkers meta. This is his very mm-hmm. own meta, right? Um, Insanely high mobility champion that's overtuned. Like, that is like the Berserker dream, right? Yeah. I, I, I watched this series with my brother-in-law, who's a big C9 fan, and kind of got me into league in the first place, so I gave him a pass. Um, I hope you also gave him a punch. I, <laughs> said that one's for Sven I can't do it (laughs) by the transit of property Um, so but I I was just watching these games I I looked at him I said man it must feel so good to be Berserker and for Riot to release your champion like (laughs) they make the champion that you recognize like oh this is what I've been waiting for this is the champion who who fits exactly to how I like to play this game I am so good at it it's just so this is Berserker's meta. Um, that will be a hard thing. And look, maybe, maybe we just get to the point where you have to ban Zeri and move on. I think he's still good. I'm not saying that we're going to be able to like target ban him with one pick over one ban. Um, but so I think for that reason, I think FBI is certainly still playing better than Danny was. I think Berserker is going to gap them both if he gets the right setup. Um, so I kind of think for this series against EG, I think we do focus bot lane. You know, make sure we get those guys some good picks. Like, I'm thinking, you know, even just like a, there are plenty of options available for us. I don't really know if we can, like, I don't think we're going to beat C9 through bot. I just don't think we can. It's not going to happen. That's my sense. Yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's interesting to talk about like banning Zary and everything because I don't understand why we didn't do that against C9. Just like, just eliminate, you know, that champ from the game. And it's like we're we banned Sejuani every game. We were scared of the flex. We were scared of not, you know, being prepped prepped for it. Dude, 
I don't care if they play Zach Twenty. <laughs> that's kind of how I feel. I think that's that's a wrong read. Ban the freaking Zeri. Yeah. Unless you can first pick it. And even if we first yeah. pick it, it's just not as good as Berserker is. Like, I don't. Right. Yeah. We don't get the same value no. out of it. Right. It's like it's. We talked about this last week. It's like, excuse me. It's like Bergson Zillion. Right. It's it's leasing. It's a closer. premium. Yeah. It's leasing closer. That's right. There's the premium that Berserker gets out of that champion that no one else really does. Yeah. Even though it's still overtuned. Um, yeah. So we're not we're not going to get it. Might as well remove it out of the game. Sure. I'm good with that. Ban Zeri or ban Lulu or like, you know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. Take him out of game. I think we did actually toss. I'm pretty Lulu. sure. Like, I'm not. How many other games? Mistaken. Yeah, we banned Lulu game two. And game, game four. Okay. So they, they win. Okay. I'm going to do some quick. Um, <laughs> they, they win two games with, Berser- or with Zeri, one game with Neela. You know, it's like. And we, so we 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 get the uh, the Zeri, and we had the Zeri in Game Four, right? And we didn't, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't know. That's my just ban it, just ban it, just ban it. Move on. Um, we just gotta move on. <laughs> yeah, we definitely let Riot fix it. You know, it's we're not gonna stop Berserker. Riot has to. Thank you, Riot. And then if they they patch <laughs> it out by Worlds, it's like you know, congrats C nine. Now what? Yeah, I don't know. They'll find they'll find another OP pick for Berserker. That dude is nice. He's good. He's very okay. Good. Talk to me about objectives. All right, man. I this is this is what I've been I've mentioned a couple of times. It makes me nervous. I'll start by saying that. I tried to go back and review the tape to find this one play. Maybe you'll remember this and can, you can refresh me. There was one moment we had uh, we hearkened back to our old ways, and I and I I had hoped to never see this again. We won. Uh, I think this was game three. Game three, if I remember right. We won a fight. I don't think it showed up in the the highlight reel because it wasn't highlight. It didn't. Yeah. Uh, we win a fight. Did you check the low light reel? <laughs> yeah, honestly, the uh, it was at the, the top of that. The the League of Legends goofs and gaffs week, you know, whatever six hundred and seventy five. <laughs> yeah, right. So we win a fight. We when we split our focus. We go. We both go mid, and we go. I think for Baron, and we get n- neither of them, and we leave effectively. We pull off Baron and leave them soul, <laughs> having accomplished nothing. Like that is very that that's the kind of play that we haven't made. And it feels like a year. And I don't like to see that, I'll say. Um, Bad time for it to crop up. Yeah. And then, but, but it's, it's connected, right? So we get to Baron and we're like, oops, not enough time. Better leave. And then we reset and they're just like, well, we'll take our objective while you guys are doing that. Uh, there are a couple other ones I want to bring your attention to. Um, and this is like a weird thing that I saw happening that is new. And it's, it's because of changes they made to the game. But it's like this weird pattern that happens. So we get a dragon down to about 3,000 health, and then we either leave, and, and we're like, and here's your dragon that we've prepared for you. We have somewhere else to be, so you guys have this. Uh, one time we left because we felt like a cannon was flanking. He's like threatening on the flank. We're just like, well, we're out. Oh my gosh, that was twice the yeah. exact same play. By the way, it was game one. Yeah, it was game objective thing. Oh, it was. And I, oh. I, and, and I tweeted during that game, we just literally walked in circles instead of picking an objective. <laughs> Watch it back. It's so crazy. Uh, it happened so that the first dragon was game one. There was another dragon in game one where we leave at 3,000 health. It's like as soon as it hits 3,000 health, we're just, we gotta go. We have. Nope, nope, that's too low. <laughs> we're out. We just like, Berserker shows up. It's at 3K health. We're like, chill. 
we know how good he is. We're out. Peace. Uh, that's their dragon. Game three? It happened again? This time it was Poppy, uh, Blabber just sending closer elsewhere. 3K health. They just walk yeah. in. Couple autos, smite. Boop, that's thank theirs. You. Uh, and then actually it happened to C9 once where they got it to 3K and then we walk up and take it. So it is weird. I don't like it. I don't like that this is happening. We got to figure this out. And this is part of the reason I'm not as confident as, as, as I would otherwise be. It feels like we have um, a, a meta, like a big, or not a meta, sorry, a macro problem, which is all of the objectives are harder to kill now. So in some ways, I actually think the team that shows up first can be at it's a disadvantage. Loser. Yeah, yeah. Because if they don't have these... Dragon fight taking half your HP. <laughs> yeah, taking half your... And, and it just takes like... Honestly, it probably takes another 10 to 15 seconds. It has so much health now. You think about any of these fights, and I don't know the actual numbers on this. Freak could tell you the numbers because he, he has the, the mind for this. But it would be very interesting to watch these fights back and just do it like, how much health did it have before? Because I bet these are clean takes if we do it on the previous health amount. Yeah. And maybe yeah. even that Baron that we made ourselves look very silly not killing. Like, and my concern is um, that's a, that's, that, that can take some time to kind of reset, right? It's like, it's game sense. It would be like if in Rocket League, I'm going to actually make, I'm going to do the rare thing. I'm going to make a non-traditional sports. An esports an analogy. analogy. Yes, let's go. The new meta for Underdog. Let's say, so you play a lot of Rocket League, Cole. Let's say that in Rocket League, they, they make a couple of changes in the next patch. The ball moves 10% more quickly and you jump 8% less high. You would miss four to five saves <laughs> a game because in your mind, you know exactly when you need to jump and you know how to time it. Like when you change so significantly the, the health of these objectives as they have, it just takes different amounts of time. And I saw it time and again. We weren't set up well. We thought we could get it and get out. And then it gets to 3,000 health. They show up. We leave because we know we can't win the fight. So that concerns me, to say the yeah. least. Yeah, yeah, it was, it's, because like every team has to adapt to that, right? Every team is playing with the same rules. Oh, yeah. Um, so I want us to be the team that has the good read on it. Uh, it's definitely up in the air right now. Yeah, I mean, and look, you know, Reaper is a very smart dude. And, mm -hmm. and it's, I'm sure that we're like, so actually here, let me, let me segue this into the next thing maybe. More time to prep with this change to the game is good. Another series against EG is actually probably very helpful because we'll have time to prepare differently and then time to put into practice. And then by the time we get to, assuming we win, to finals, we have that much more practice. I can't think of any other reason that we're just making these kinds of mistakes. I think it's because we're just not prepared for it, which is weird to say. Yeah, it was not our sharpest weekend. Um, I don't think that's debatable. So, I yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things up in the air. I what I'm counting on is that we rely on our like we have to prove people, you know, yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Dig super deep and maybe like abandon some, like kind of like meta rules and just play what we need to play. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um, fudge interview. You want to bring that up really quick? Really quick. I just think it's it's a shame to see a good series kind of like um 
I think he did it a disservice by saying, mm-hmm. and he also just like dropped a whole bunch of unnecessary. He was trying to be really edgy, dropping a bunch of unnecessary swear words and stuff. Like trying trying to get to that co-streaming toxic co-streaming yeah, yeah. career, like we talked about. I know. Um, so I would like to see far less of this. <laughs> uh, like, look, it, it doesn't make anybody more um, confident in the region. Like, I think this is actually a good series. Like I said, that was entertaining and fun to watch. And like, yeah, we made some mistakes, but like the the fights were close. So I think in general, like I want to see people. It, it just it's it's a bummer as a fan to like it's, watch a series like that was exciting to watch. And the LCS playoffs have been awesome. And then for the top two teams to be like, yeah, they're both we both played horribly. It sucked. Like, oh, we're bad. Everybody's bad. Everybody's bad. Everybody's bad. Cool. All right. Yeah. Yes. Thanks. Great. OK, thanks for that. Yes, Fudge. We are we're grateful to you yeah. for this thoughtful interview that you gave. Yeah, it's like oh gosh, man, it drives me so crazy. And like that is like precisely why so many people like him too. That's the worst. It like brings out the worst yeah, in the like, league community. Oh, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, he tells it like it is. No way. You know, like, he said it. He said gosh. it. Gosh, gosh, everybody's fourteen watches league. <sighs> okay. Um we've given plenty. Yep. Really quick, I want I, I also wanted to make this general point before we move on to listener takes and we're going long, sorry. Um We there's you know, you you made a joke, I made a joke about Team Liquid and how much money they spent and how you know how much that sucks when you don't qualify for worlds uh spending that much money, seven million dollars, I don't know. That's a lot. That's a lot. That, that's a heck of a lot. That's like, yeah, I think someone said something about like CLG spending like a tenth of that or whatever, you know, yeah. and like, like virtually getting the same result, you know, and um, it's been really weird to hear people talk about like, oh, well, it's like it's in NA, Worlds is in NA, and they they pitch investors on how great it's going to be when Worlds is in NA, and they they capture that audience, and it's like, what do you think is going to happen about <laughs> NA? <laughs> You think like millions of league fans or millions of normal people who are not league fans are going to be converted because we rented Madison Square Garden for a day? Right. My mom's going to call me like, you heard of League of Legends? (laughs) Yeah, I saw it on the local news. (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't mean to be too dismissive of it, but I just, I like, and I know that there is some impact there that will definitely be real. Like you have an extra eye on you or whatever. Sure. There's more attention. And, and if you, if you are able to capture something big during that moment, it can be really cool. Like, I don't know. (laughs) That's not really the pitch I would be making to investors or whatever. And so it's not even the fact that TL spent all the money and then they like can't capitalize on their investor promise or whatever. Like that's been talked about so much. It's like, I don't, I don't even know why we're talking about that. Like, yeah. They spent a lot of money to try and win and they lost. That's like, that's the story. That's the story. Yeah. It's not, you know, but but it brings up something. It's, it's like, we know that this league really isn't ready for expansion, right? Yeah. Like, they might try and do it anyway, but we we cannot, we just don't have the talent pool for expansion if we want to be a serious major region, Yeah. in my opinion, which sucks. Like, I wish it was different, but it just doesn't feel like it. But that means there's only 10 teams. And the difference in getting second and third place is like drastic, right? And it shouldn't be that drastic. 
Like if you are like the third place team compared to the second place team, you should be able to be like, yeah, we had a season almost as good as them. Mm-hmm. You know, it shouldn't be like so, it shouldn't feel so horribly different. Like if we lose to EG, it's going to feel like terrible compared to getting second place and losing to Cloud9 in the finals. Right, right. right. Or even worse, the third, fourth thing. You miss Worlds by one spot. Yeah. It's like you, you, it, it's, it's like a different planet that you're on. Yeah. When like you may be exactly as good as the third place team, but it coin flipped. And I think like because we don't have many teams, this difference is just way exaggerated. The impact of losing these games in these series is like way too high. Mm. I don't know what we do with that. I'm just saying that's the way it is. Yeah. It, like, I think we talk all the time about like the heart attacks we get from being 100 Thieves fans. And I think a lot of it comes from that. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. okay, like, what, are we going to lock worlds? Are we going to make finals? All this stuff. Trying to hit these benchmarks. The players obviously care more about going to worlds than championships, you know, domestically. I, I mean, in general, not necessarily 100 Thieves players, though it's probably true for them too. It's like, as long as you make worlds, cool, you're relevant, you're playing on an international stage. Man, it should, it's just, like Team Liquid, I know it sucks what happened to them, but they, sh- they shouldn't, they sh- it shouldn't feel like that much worse. Right. But it does. <laughs> we just don't, we just don't I have mean, enough team. There, there's all this talk about like, oh, the playoffs, eight, eight teams in the playoffs, 80% of the teams make playoffs. Like, three teams make playoffs. Worlds is playoffs in the summer. <laughs> we just I've sent never heard three. anyone say that, but it's so true. Honestly, yeah, like who's happy? That. Three teams make yeah. it. Who's happy that they got an extra two weeks in the season to lose? You know, like, like none of these deals. You talk about an investor. No, none of them are calling their investors like, guys, we made the playoffs. And I think that if we make the playoffs 10 to 20 more times, we can really start to get some momentum domestically. It's like, no, no, no. If you want to be anybody in League of Legends, you have to play international events. That's the only way to really get your name out there in a meaningful way. Um, yeah. So it's, it, I'm just picturing the board of directors calls for like, you know, it's like, uh, yeah. so I'm happy to report that we did make playoffs. We, you made playoffs? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we got what place? Seventh place. And seventh out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> We're proud. Yes. Yeah. We're the top thirtieth percentile. <laughs> the top thirtieth percentile oh, of professional League of Legends right, organizations. Man. Worlds is playoffs. Worlds is playoffs. But you know, I, I, again, there's no solution here mm-hmm. because we can't support the teams that would make this go away. But yeah, I do. I do hate it for everybody. I even hate it for Team Liquid. Right. Yep. I hate that that it has to be. And I just want to I mean, Graf says this in chat, right? Like, one way to change that is to win more at Worlds and take away somebody else's world spot. I, but it's, 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 inc- well, it's good. Well, getting four Mad Lions is yeah. playing in playoffs without having won a best of five. But they have the all-pro team, Cole. That's right. Watch out. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then Cyrus pointing out, uh, by contrast, LNG won six best of five <laughs> but didn't make Worlds. Oh, that's so brutal. Which would, you know, oh. that's the kind of thing that happens when you do have a more robust team with more, or more, more robust league with more teams. So. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Mad Lions in without. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, playoffs, play-ins may actually be kind of a thing. We'll talk about that yeah. soon. Okay, let's rush 
through these listeners. Yeah, let's let's lightning around these bad boys. Oh, um, Ziak, the freakishly strong Ziak. He's been posting his workout. <laughs> like, dang, this guy's gonna kill me. Uh, FBI and who he's Lucian Nami combo is not it. I feel like we lose every time they have picked it. Maybe they just need more work on it or abandon it completely. I know Berserker is good, but we've had worse performances picking Lushinami against other other teams. I don't think they should abandon it. Just get more practice using the champ because it seems like it always flops on stage. I don't think it has always flopped on stage. However, as of late, yes, been flopping, not working the way we need it to, and I think we need to cross it off the list temporarily. So I'm in agreement with that portion of the take. Jordan? Yeah, yeah. Thumbs up? Yep. Okay. Um, Germ asks, I am at I am Germ. Uh, do you think end of the year 2022 100 T? Te- oh, I'm sorry. Do you think end of year 2022 100 Thieves is better than end of year 2021 100 Thieves? Partly wondering mm. because you do have more or mm. less hope and higher lo- lower expectations going into worlds. So uh, this is an interesting question because, like, let's pretend we win. So it's like you've got a winning team in 2021 and a yeah. winning team in 2022. Do you, what do you feel about the squad? Man, I think for me, the big question mark, honestly, right now is what I, what I brought up earlier, which is just we clearly have adjustments to make to how we play and, and the, the way the game, the state of the, cur- of the game currently. I think the game currently, and this has been a trend, they've made changes over time that have been less conducive to the way we play since we won at the end of 2021. So my answer would be less confident, but it is based almost entirely just on where the game is right now. It feels like it's changed significantly within the last weeks and like month uh, in a way that it's going to take us some time to adapt to. So I'm, I'm concerned. I think like relative to competition, if we, if we were to win this, I, unless it's insanely dominant, this weekend from us, like I would probably still think relative to competition 2021 hundred thieves is better because yeah. we had that, you know, juice that extra lightning in a bottle at the right time. Um, cause it's like, yeah, we may be like wiser now. Uh, but it's not like we're heads and shoulders above everybody else in the league. So that's something right. Like, yep. You definitely want to keep improving. And I think that I think that relative to the competition, I don't think we're like still just advancing at the same rate. So I would kind of take 2021 at this point, but we'll see. Um, there's something if there's something to be said about last worlds. I think like once we get there, we're gonna really see what we're made of. Oh yeah. Cause I think the guys really felt like they left a lot on the table at worlds. And so we'll see how well we um jc101 has a take surprise uh jalapeno take atrox a trap pick for mm. c9 fudge said in an interview that he's been 1v1 with a partner against top played champions pair that with their ability for them to draft quote r- run away from you <laughs> then re-engage comps and atrox ends up a liability i definitely think fudge was m- very prepared to play yeah. someday atrox yeah yeah and and look i got this one exactly wrong i said i think fudge might go for some things, but I think someday can handle it. He didn't have, like, I think someday still put up overall a good effort, like still effective, but he did not win lane. It, the, none of these games were looking heavily someday sided. 
regardless of the lane state, he, again, first week of the summer where he made mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, and just was, was not yeah. doing the usual for him. So, yeah. you know, that's a good, a good take. We chalked that up as a loss. Yep. Yeah. Uh, your main guy says, my take is if we were to make a change, I think FBI should go. Hmm. Uh, he doesn't perform as well as some other ADC <laughs> and in a meta where ADC is the strongest, it's weird. We can't rely on him more. I think we pick up Jan from TL Academy. Oh, and pick up Busio as well for a fresh start. But if it's too far, just stick with FBI change. I don't hmm. just stick with the FBI change. I don't think who he is an issue. Right now. So maybe it's like it's just kind of stale right now. I think there's something to that, that right now the meta is ADC focused. Like I said, the top three teams have the top three bot lanes and uh, it doesn't feel like we're getting as much out of FBI as I expected to. Um, we know that sometimes the switch flips for him though. Yeah. And he'll pop. So I, I hope that's the case this weekend. Honestly, like playing the odds, maybe that's the thing. It's like, maybe it's actually encouraging because you know, playing the odds, odds are we're going to have a game where FBI like destroys people. Right. And someday destroys people. So there, we may be in store for something like that. I think I'll add one quick thing to that, which is even though this is a bot lane meta, I don't think this is heavily FBI meta. Like the, if you think about the champs, yeah. So that's fair. I I think I'm still confident in FBI. Say. I think it'll come back around. I think Zeri right now is kind of throwing things out of whack, but I think it'll rebalance. Nick Morris says this weekend is way more important than any games at Worlds. A good or bad result will single-handedly define whether this year was a small to huge success and indirectly dictate any off-season changes. I base take. I am going to say. Um, I disagree with this only because I think we can win the LCS and then crash at worlds. And I think the team would still feel pressure to make changes because yeah. you do that once you, you continue to keep that team and build, you do it twice. You have defined the team's ceiling and it's not worlds accomplishments. And I think that's too important for the team to feel like, yeah, we'll just continue to kind of, you know, aim for domestic success. We've, they've said it, Many times they want to do well at Worlds. I think if you could do that twice in a row, uh, it raises questions. I'm kind of in the middle of this one because I see your point and agree with it, but I also agree with this is an extremely important weekend for context. Like, how good are we? You know, Mm -hmm. and how much are we improving? Are we improving? You know, uh, I do think this weekend is extremely meaningful for it. But like you said, if if the case is we we get to worlds and nothing else happens or we do worse or the same this is a team that wants to improve right this is a staff that wants to improve yep so it it is interesting um Eridoro says a loss this weekend was necessary for us to fix our mistakes before championship weekend the weekends following a big loss is usually some of our best games and like i love that last point the weekends following hmm. a big loss is usually some of our best games for sure. So I am super like pumped up for that concept. <laughs> like yep. chip on our shoulder is back. And I do think, like I said, we, we got some things demonstrated to us about ourselves. We have a great capable staff, you know, if they can fix it, they will. So they're, yep. they're going to show what they've got, you know, and, and I'm down to ride with that. Um, G organism. <laughs> nice says if 100t doesn't win the championship would a roster change be in the talks so i'm assuming he's meaning lcs title of course Mm -hmm. and not worlds (laughs) uh 
I think it's going to be in the talks regardless of results. Again, staff wants to improve, right? Who do we have? We have Busio. You know, that's a, that's a tantalizing prospect. You don't necessarily want that guy leaving and going to play for a rival organization. I think, I think this is a staff that no matter how well we're doing, they're going to evaluate, do we have any improvements to be made? And I, I think that they will definitely have those full conversations regardless of if we win or not. I maintain that if we win and we make it out of groups, it is almost an impossible thing to, to change coming out of that. I, I don't know what the message would be, right? I get why they would do it. I fully understand that we have excellent talent right there. Um, but it, that would be such a hard message to try to, to send to the fans. Although maybe not, because I think fans love Tenacity and Busio. And if either of them came up, I think they'd be happy. But there is an outcome that's still possible that I think makes it almost impossible to make changes. Yeah. Um, making out of groups, maybe. I, I know that they would at least have the conversations, though. I'm sure. They have to. Because if, if you, you have to, you cannot just say, and we're selling Busio without talking about whether we want to play him because you're going to have yeah. to, if you don't play him. Right. Right. Yeah. He, he based, I think he literally said it himself. It's like, I'm not going to wait. I'm going to play LCS next year. So yeah. Uh, Sen says much needed a loss to make sure we can improve our macro draft and fix mistakes. Lower bracket momentum secured more time on stage. should give a better edge for finals. If we get there, uh, agree, agree. EG has been pushed to the limit to the limit in the lower bracket. Mm-hmm. VOD review equals win. And I'm on board, hundred percent. Yeah, actually, yeah, I, I'm. I'm not always completely sold on like the extra games thing, but I think we need them. I think we need them. I think we need them to stay sharp. Tad and Sparrow says the weakest link on this team is either FBI, who he, or FBI and who he. <laughs> Our bot isn't the same as it was last year. So many failed dive attempts and getting first blooded in the bot lane every game. I think a lot of this is tied to your constant point about the changes that that have been made to the game, yep. and then some meta stuff earlier, especially. Uh, weakest link may still be true though, right? Yeah. It's, it's not like we are a team of weakness. We're a strong team (laughs) in every position. Yeah. There's always going to be a weakest link though. And that, that probably is it. The bot link. Yeah. I mean, Um, different times of the split, you'd say Abadaga. There's still a top three, but there's still top three. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's fair. But I think Abadaga is doing well right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Glenn Taylor says addendum from last week. Sejuani Ben is curious since both closer and someday play it in solo and champ queue. Do you think this is more not wanting to deal with the pick still not comfortable on the pick or not liking how the pick changes the team wants to play? Right? So the idea is, yeah. are we banning Sejuani because we don't want to play it because we don't want them to play it or we don't want to play the way we have to play when we play Sejuani. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Any number of reasons it could be. I mean, the thing that feels weird to me, look, I get um, somebody Somebody had a, a Sejuani game with a great stat line, like, like popped off, had a ton of kills. It's not the Probably usual. Torin. Yeah, it's not the usual. I think it was. Um, I don't, I, honestly, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I cannot imagine that we're banning it because we don't want to play it. Uh, but it doesn't feel to me like the type of champion that we would want to see closer on. Didn't didn't someday tweet a screenshot of him playing Sejuani after this series? Funny, I didn't see that. So that leads me to believe they don't want to play it 
you know, more than anything else. But uh, like, there are plenty of champs that we don't want to play just because we don't think it fits our style. We don't ban them, you know. True. Uh, well, it is, but on the other hand, it has been an effective pick as a tank, you know, yeah. for other teams. Just seems so I, I don't love the ban to be honest. Yeah. I don't love the ban. I think it's a weakness that we have. Zary. I don't want to have that weakness. Yep. Yep. Use it on Zary. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Young says it seems to me comfort picks in draft are the way to go, and just perma ban Siver Zary. Been really boring watching two OP champs go at it. Everyone liked that. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't even say like just ban Zeri. I'm okay letting Siver through to the other team. I think it's fine. Uh, Cyrek wrote a novel, which usually I don't tolerate, but it's Cyrek and he is cool. And plus he didn't, um, he hasn't been like flooding my inbox with takes. So after qualifying the worlds, it doesn't matter which seed Hunter T places all have their pros and some have cons. And then he elaborates first seed best outcome We're champs riding high going into worlds, but with a team that knows what to do better from last year and NA is pool one again. So first seed won't get stuck with another first seed from a major. So very important when it comes to worlds placement and mental, right? Yep. Second seed maybe the worst outcome. We yeah. skip plans, but might be down a little more going into worlds. If this becomes a worse outcome depends on. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, right. So depending on what group we get drawn into, which we don't have a lot of luck with, plus it's rough for NA anyway, mm-hmm. you know, that's something to consider. Then third seed, probably worst outcome. We have to go through plans, which will be tougher this year than previous, but it gives the team time to adjust to worlds and build up a momentum, which for this team, they have good momentum going. They are on. So the play-in gauntlet. Uh yeah. Any other year, I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, I'd maybe rather be third seed than second seed because, because of that. Yeah. I mean, no, look, no one, no one wants to have to play more games to get farther, you know, but the reality of it is that just the people just tend to be sharper when they get those stage games, like against warm up opponents, essentially. This year is going to be, it's going to be kind of rough in the play ins, man. There are a lot of uh, fourth seeds. Oh yeah, that are going to be hanging around in play-ins, <laughs> and that is not a pretty sight. Yeah, uh, I yeah, I think play-ins are going to be scarier this year. Plus, there's so much to lose when you play in play-ins. Like, if you mess it up, yeah, you don't want to be that team. It can be boy catastrophic. Yeah, you don't want to be that team. Just imagine what the community. Yeah, we'd never live that down. I think. All right, the, <laughs> this one's for you. Real connection says the team didn't understand their win cons in each game. Game one, we were trying to engage and they would counter engage with better CC abilities and run the team fight. We didn't seem to understand the comps we were running. Plus, we didn't delay Jensen kill, which lost us the game. Yes. Yeah, it's strange. It is strange. Yeah. My hope is that those kinds of things can be tuned up quickly. Because if they can, like if we just go into all of our objective fights, so we had great positioning. Like we had, we had priority. We had good, you know, we started it. We could have, uh, you know, so many different things we could have done we just didn't do them if we can fix that i am much much less concerned but that was what i have to see yeah um and then finally squizomatic says looking forward to worlds the game against eg is the more important one than the championship going into play-ins mm. is a death sentence so building on what we were talking about earlier with Eric, he says one lpl one lck two lec and one lcs for four available slots wow right so somebody is going home yeah there's two LEC teams. There's an LPL team and an LCK team in the play-ins. That's crazy. It's going to be tough. Yep. And he says, that's not including my minor region standouts. So 
Actually, so. that's very interesting. What that means is, I said earlier, just in like the last take, you don't want to be that team. One of the major regions will have somebody be that team. Mm-hmm. I don't like those and, odds. NA is probably, <laughs> yeah, the, you look it up on DraftKings, NA is probably the favorite. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Oh. Yeah, so I agree. I think like, yeah, I definitely don't want to see that third seed. Uh, we got to win against Evil Geniuses. We got to win. So let's talk about it. Revenge Tour 2022 happens this weekend. Jordan, we play against EG. Do we get the dub? And if so, how dubbingly? Yes, we get the dub. It is nice. it is dubbed uh pretty dubbingly. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say three one us. I think JoJo is gonna make it hard. Impact is gonna make it hard. You're not worried inspired, about inspired. if he learns to smite <laughs> might be a factor also. Uh I think it goes to us three two. I think it's a hard series. I think the 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 LCS playoffs meta is five game series. Yeah, that's true. And that's true. we're probably gonna oblige, especially if we're still tuning up some of the rusty spots. Yep. So I'm I'm anticipating a long contentious series that we win in the fifth game. That leads us to Cloud Nine in the finals. Revenge tour part two. How does it go? Um oh man. Predicting the finals, Cole. I I brought up a lot of reasons that I'm I'm worried. I actually I I think we can make that change. I think we can adapt. And a lot of these games are so close. If we could have just made those adjustments, I think we'd probably win. And this this series comes down to a, a three two, and those are very coin flippy. I'm gonna say we win, Cole. I'm gonna say we win three two. Jordan, it's hard to be good for a long time. Cloud9's had a lucky stretch. It's hard for that luck to continue. As of this moment, I am still not sure what I'm about to say. Oh, dear. <laughs> so give me, give me five seconds. <laughs> I'll stall for you, Cole. I saw a funny video on the internet earlier today. 100 Thieves! 3-2! Oh! Five game finals. 100 yes. Thieves wins it. In a very close one. Um... I like, I still believe it. And, uh, you know, I'll be, I'll get memed on if I'm wrong about this, but it just seems like C9 has just gotten really fortunate. Berserker is the wild card. Surely our guys can cook up something to stop him. Yeah. Surely we can. Surely we learned. Um, I just, look, when it comes down to it, are they that much better than us? Are they better than us at all? Is, is debate. Full, debateful, debate, debatable. <laughs> it's too late. Yeah. This podcast has gone on too long. It's debatable. Um, obviously, people are going to say yes right now based on the result and how C9 has looked, but I still just, in my gut, I'm like, they have just gotten lucky. Mm. You've just gotten lucky. It just feels like that to me. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be disrespectful. I think they're a good team. Um, if EG plays the way that EG has been playing, you know, C9 is better than them. If we play the way we played last week, this past weekend, C9 is better than us. Yeah. But I just feel like we're going to find a way. I got one question for you, Cole. Yeah. Which champion does Closer play in the decisive game five? It's not going to be Lee Sin. I think they'll actually, <laughs> if we go to game five, I think they will ban Lee Sin. <laughs> 
and I think it'll be it'll be Return of the Viego. Oh, the Viego. Because at that point you're playing like comfort stuff, right? Viego is not not on the radar right now. Yep. And you get to the end of a, a five game series, it's going to be Viego. He'll pull it out, and guess what? He won't be the carry. Abadaga. Won't oh, surprise! <laughs> Look at it. Look at me go, Prophet Cole. I've said way too much. I'm going to be wrong about something. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's the the pick and not the outcome. <laughs> I don't know. I just like like I like our team. Um, things didn't bounce the right way. And things have been bouncing in CI's bear for a long time. That's just what my gut tells me. Yep. So we'll see. Okay. All that right. was a very long hunter talk again. Yep. We've been doing this lately. I, I do. I, I'm very thankful for everybody sending in their takes. We're getting a ton of listener yeah. takes. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for the takers. I like that. We like it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So huge weekend coming up. It's going to be one. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I just, it will feel really good to win this title if we win it. Yeah, it will. It will feel very, very good. And please just no third seed. I like, I will feel like we will have, just imagine the mental of losing this first game and being the third seed, going to play in gauntlet. It's just going to be crazy if that happens. I just anything but that. Man. Can't do it. Get three would in finals by C9. Sure. Yeah. Just anything but be. The third <laughs> I can't take it. My heart can't take it. <sighs> we'll see what happens. But I love these guys. Regardless of what happens this weekend, I love these guys. I love this team. Yep. And uh, I'm grateful that we've gotten to watch them for so long. Agreed. It's been a really fun time. Get to watch them more. Even if we lose this weekend, we'll get to watch them more coming up. Yeah, I'm glad we get to do Worlds content this year, Cole. It's going to be fun. I'm glad I get to be in semi in Atlanta for semifinals when we're going to be playing. It'll be sick. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's great. All right, everybody, thank you for being here with us. Uh, as always, we will say we love you and we miss you already. Take care. All I ever asked is one